Hello listeners and welcome to Realising Your Dolce Vita with Alana and Nina. We are two passionate women on a mission to help you achieve your Dolce Vita. We live ours and want to share how we got here. It took us years to visualise but most importantly how we turned that vision and dream into a reality. In this series, we will help you realise so many things that add up to feeling great and functioning well. Watch out for the great guests we also have lined up for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you've had a really fantastic week. It's Realising Your Dolce Vita with Alana and Nina here, and we're really excited for this week's session. Um, we really are giddy. This week we have the lovely Varsha with us, who some of you may know who came to our retreat last year and through our social media channels. And she's here to talk to us today about nutrition. Varsha, welcome. Hi, Nina. Hi, Alana. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and join us. And we're going to be talking all things Ayurvedic nutrition today. Mm, are we ready topic topic. exactly and ours too ours too our challenge will be our challenge will be staying on track today won't it really so Alana you're going to keep us on track time wise aren't you give us a nice wave exactly hi everybody and a great welcome to Varsha if you were listening to our podcast last week you will have heard a name many times actually um so it's wonderful that you've taken the time Varsha so let's crack on with the show Indeed, indeed. So Varsha, I've got lots of questions today for you. I'm really hoping that we uh, we don't run out, of, run out of time today. But let's kick off. So Ayurvedic nutrition, what is it? What is it? Talk to us about it. Why is it so important? And why? how does it differ between a traditional, typical dietitian approach, approach? Yes, absolutely. So the way, the unique way I work is that, so Ayurveda is medicine from India and they it's often associated with like Indian head massages or herbal preparations, things like that. But what I've done is taken the food aspect. So Ayurveda has an entire branch of dietary recommendations, the principles of dietetics, and basically how our diets should be based upon individual body types. And then there's the knowledge of Western science and nutritional sciences. And so what I've done is combine them two together to make like a really holistic approach. And it's taking the not it's basically the knowledge of the East with the science of the West, putting it together. And that is termed Ayurvedic nutrition. Love it. Love it. And you work with clients very on a one-to-one basis, as well as workshops, courses. So Illuminated Health is your business. You're also a published author, and which I had the joy of reading your book before it was published. And I, I absolutely think I've referred to it as a little Varsha in my back pocket. So if you haven't checked your, your book out, then we'll put a little link to that in the um, in our social media accounts for sure. But in your book, you talk about seasonal eating and approaches to nutrition. And you also talk about something called the doshas. Can you give us a little bit more information about that? How does that work? Yes. So Ayurveda recognizes that each individual is different. And so does functional nutrition. There, there's a whole science behind how nutrition can vary from person to person, just like the way genetics vary from person to person. 
Now, Ayurveda, as old as it is, it's thousands of years old, has from early on recognized that each individual is different and the seasons influence us. So our environment can influence our health and well-being just as much as the food we eat, our lifestyle, our routine. So this whole concept is based upon what is known as the doshas. Doshas are considered them as energies. And they, there are three doshas of vata, pitta, and kapha. Those doshas come from the five elements of space, air, fire, water, and earth. So you can see them, right? You see them mm. everywhere in your environment, but they're also found within yourself. So space and air come together to make up the vata dosha. Now, the vata dosha is responsible for movement, right? Air and space, ever moving, mm. ever changing. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. So vata governs your speech, any aspect of movement, the communication in your nervous system, all of that. Now, pitta is combined with fire and water. So it's that feisty, fiery mm -hmm. quality. But fire equates to digestion, your metabolism. How well do you metabolize the nutrients from the food that you're eating? How well do you digest and absorb the food that you're eating. Kapha is water and earth. So that's, if you put water and earth together, it's quite heavy, sticky. It's, you know, it's really weighty, but it's very sweet and stable as well. So that's your bones, your tissues, your joints. It's your entire structure of your body. So using those doshas, you can find them in various balances within your body, but that's, you can use that to personalize your nutrition. So if you're one with like a lot of anxiety, for example, yeah, you tend to be in your head all the time. You're all over the place. You know, you commit to a million things. So you're always running late. Then you have that excess of vata. So to stabilize or balance vata, you'd favor more warm, nourishing foods like soups, stews, especially in the winter months. And then you also, you know, want to make sure you have stability in your routine and have that structure, follow like your same routine every day of the week, not just Monday mm -hmm. to Friday, but including the weekend as well. So wake mm -hmm. up at the same time, eat at the same time, go to bed at the same time to help. It can help reduce that anxiety, help reduce all that mental chatter, for mm -hmm. example, as well. So, and Alana and I obviously have the inside track in terms of how you work, but I know that one of the things that you really recommend your clients to do is like ca ca carry out like a little food diary and to take a mindful diary as well. So things that are happening in your day so that you can start to take a bit more of a structured approach to a bit more of an intentional approach to what you're eating and how you're approaching life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So just by logging your food, you can often mm -hmm. see where your weaknesses are, where are your strengths, mm -hmm. or you may notice that, you know, I'm finishing the food off of my kid's plate all the time. Yeah. And that's why I feel overly full by the time I've eaten my own dinner. And it allows you to pick up those habits or patterns that you may not mm -hmm. notice because we just do it without thinking sometimes. And we eat mindlessly, whereas you do want to eat mindfully and just behave more mindfully. I know you spoke about that in, I think it was week two, I think, you know, you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just being mindfully present as well. Yeah. But food influences how you feel. Absolutely. So if you can notice and be one step ahead, 
by having that greater awareness, then that just allows you to feel happier and healthier. Yeah, it absolutely. Was when I was just doing my diary for when we get together tomorrow, Varsha, in fact, um, it was just so interesting how um, when I was writing down how long it took me to eat food, it was so quick, uh, too quick. And I looked at it and I thought, oh, my goodness, that is too quick to eat because I was thinking about other things. I was doing other things. And it's just when you start writing things down, it makes you aware, doesn't it? It was an eye-opener for me. Yeah, self-reflection, really. We don't do it enough, I don't feel. Completely agree. Completely. Totally. Yeah. And would you, what, would say, what would you say, Varsha, your biggest challenge is that clients come to you about, particularly at the moment, what would you say is, is happening out there for, for a lot of the clients that you're working with? So a lot of them, it's either low energy So they're getting that afternoon slump where they just cannot keep their eyes open or they have trouble waking up in the mornings, but also a lot of digestive issues. So that's one of my specialties. So chronic bloating, Mm -hmm. uh, chronic constipation, diarrhea, all the stuff that no one wants to talk about when it comes to your digestive health. That is what I like to talk about because your health is only as healthy as your digestion. Mm, mm, mm. and I know I know I when I started working with you many moons ago many moons ago pre-fin pre-fin I remember one of my biggest challenges at the time was my gut health actually and how that was making my affecting my moods and my mental fatigue my stress levels but generally it was I had a chronic IBS really and it was from what I was putting into my body although at the time I felt like I was eating healthily and it was like a whole re-education journey that you took me on around reading the packaging and just my whole approach you know so um there's a little bit of a saying we've got in my house which is what would Varsha say what would Varsha say love that <laughs> yeah. I have to leave my voice behind in people's heads no, exactly. And, and and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. What would you say would be your top tips for making a change to feel better immediately, Varsha? So obviously some of the work you do is over a period of time. But if you want, if someone wanted an immediate shift, what would you say would be your top three tips? Top three tips. I think the first and foremost is don't try and do it all. Make one change at a time. Mm. And whether that's making sure you have breakfast every morning or having lunch or not skipping lunch, whatever it is, start with one change at a time. If you try to do too much, it'll become overwhelming and stressful and you just won't continue. Mm -hmm. The second tip would be to hydrate. You'll be surprised how many people I see who just simply don't drink enough water. Now, squashes don't count or any sort of um, juices, coffees, teas, they don't count. Herbal teas count, but anything that's caffeinated does not count against your daily water intake. Squashes, even though they say they're sugar-free, they have added sweeteners. So again, doesn't count. If you don't like the taste of water, add your own flavoring like cucumber slices, mint leaves, Um, You can add some like fennel seeds, coriander seeds. You can make your own herbal teas, but water, stay hydrated. And then the third tip would be to watch your bowel movements. We often don't pay attention to how often we poop or Mm -hmm. the quality of our poop. And if your digestion isn't good, 
you can have the best diet in the world, but you won't absorb what you eat. So make sure you have at least one bowel movement a day if you don't address it from the root cause. Um, chronic bloating is not normal. Chronic fatigue is not normal. Chronic um, diarrhea or constipation is not normal. None of that is normal. So pay attention to your digestive health and see how it is that you're feeling. So, but yeah, it all comes back to paying attention to your own health and well-being and being aware of how you're feeling. Let's get into the nitty gritty for sure. What's the perfect poop? What's the perfect poop? <laughs> so you should ideally they should be well formed and yes. easy to go and you should feel empty and clean afterwards if you're not feeling empty or clean afterwards then that's a sign as well because almost it's like you should feel like there's nothing in your stomach mm-hmm. and you may even feel hungry afterwards as well but if you don't feel empty and you feel like your digestion is struggling you can do things like having hot water with lemon now, that shouldn't necessarily replace hydration in itself, but start waking up and having a hot water with lemon before your morning coffee or tea can do your body wonders. It can really help get the digestion going. It can kindle your appetite and it can just help you feel stronger. It can feel healthier and it'll just help with easier bowel movements. That's so interesting on the lemon water because Mm. you've kind of heard it before, but you've not realized why you would do that. Because what I tend to do and um, is straight away have a coffee. You know, my first thing, waking up, usually go for a walk first, but then first thing I want is a coffee. And I should do it the other way, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. So I would say even before your morning walk, have a bit of hot water with lemon. And yeah, and it's it's very simple, right? So you can boil the kettle while you're brushing your teeth, for example, if you really, Mm. you know, you're really pressed on time. But boil the kettle, you need an eighth of a lemon. Yeah, not even very much of it. Oh, yeah, Mm. one eighth is enough for like a 250 cup, 250 Mm -hmm. milliliters cup or mug. And just let the lemon steep for a few minutes while it cools down to a reasonable temperature to either sip like a tea or wait till it's even slightly even cooler and you can just check it down, but have that first. And then you can have plain water. You can have your coffee, your tea, anything else, but also make sure you've brushed your teeth before you have your hot water with lemon. Because one of the things your body does at night is it detoxifies naturally. So in Ayurveda, they say that one of the ways your body detoxes is things also come out of your throat and your mouth. Mm-hmm. You get that coating on your tongue. Mm-hmm. So the more heavily coated your tongue is, the more impurities that have been released and cleansed through the night. So if you drink anything or put anything in your mouth before you've brushed your teeth, you put all those impurities straight back into your body. Oh, my oh. goodness. That is mind-blowing. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. So brush your teeth, get a tongue scraper. If you don't have a tongue scraper, clean that tongue. And, clean that tongue. Yeah, clean that tongue <laughs> and then eat or drink or do whatever you want to do. But wow. clean your mouth before Brilliant. you put anything into your mouth. There oh, we go. Doesn't it make Get rid of those toxins. It totally makes sense oh. when you explain these things, Varsha. Yeah, you but it's Varsha like you wake say. up, right? You have this weird taste in yeah. your mouth, right? When yeah. you wake yes. up. 
It's yes. all those impurities that that's where morning breath comes from. It's all those impurities that have been cleansed out of you. Yeah. Through the night. Our wow. bodies amazing. Aren't bodies amazing to do that during the night? Yeah. Now, I have for to Varsha, oh, sorry, no, no, go, Lana, go, go. Just, I'm once I start listening to Varsha, I just am completely mesmerized. It's just so interesting and makes so much sense, and yet we don't do it enough. It's just so fascinating. Yeah. And you mentioned breakfast, Varsha. What's your view? Because obviously, I'm thinking a lot of our listeners potentially may have a light breakfast they might be rushing they might skip breakfast they might have breakfast on the go what what are your thoughts on breakfast share them with us yes I think and Ayurveda agrees on this and science agrees on this breakfast Mm -hmm. is your most important meal of the day it's not the main meal but it's the most important meal and the reason being is that you are literally breaking the fast ideally if you've eaten, probably you've eaten what dinner at about six, seven or eight o'clock, mm-hmm. then you haven't eaten anything again for at least about 10 to 12 hours. That's a natural fasting period. It's mm-hmm. not intermittent fasting or anything like that. There's no official term for it because it's natural. You don't mm-hmm. want to right before bed because it affects your sleep. So you've eaten dinner and then ideally you haven't had anything until the next morning. Now, if you Mm. don't have breakfast, you skip breakfast, it's more likely to lead to sugar cravings, more likely to cause a dip in energy. And it's more likely to allow you to feel fatigued and make poor dietary choices. Because then if you wake up, say at seven and you don't eat anything until 10, that's Mm. three hours your body has no energy from food. There's no fuel. Right. You're running on empty, essentially. Mm-hmm. So then by 10, 11, 12, you're like starving. So you'll just grab anything and everything in sight until you feel satisfied that your body has enough energy. And our bodies are clever enough to know that carbs, so grains, um, pastries, muffins, all those things are the quickest source of energy. Mm-hmm. So you will crave it. Because and we've all we've all done that, haven't we? We've all done that. We've yeah. I, I can readily admit I've definitely had times where that it's an you go for those easy options because you haven't you haven't been you know eating frequently enough or eating the right things at the right time. So you have those peaks and troughs. And if you have clients who are in that space, how do you recommend they then stay on track or get back on track, Varsha? So the best way to do it is one to prepare. Mm, okay you have to consciously make the choice to prepare and it can be quite simple so I have recipes for like um breakfast bars you can make in advance that are there ready for you to grab and go with if you really need to that are high in protein high in fiber very nutritious you can bake fruit right into them for example Mm. and you grab them and you go the other options are you prepare things like overnight oats So you Mm. soak your oats overnight and then you can have all the toppings ready. You just put it together and you eat it. It's quicker Mm. than pouring yourself a bowl of cereal, for example. Yeah. Um, But if you do have a little bit more time, you know, make eggs, have some scrambled eggs or make yourself an omelet. Have some whole like whole wheat toast with eggs. That's fine too. Bread. There's nothing wrong with eating bread. Mm. So as long as it's wholemeal, you can have bread and it's, you know, 
it's not the devil. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So it's, it's just making the conscious effort to know the importance of breakfast and how it's good for your blood sugar levels can prevent weight gain. It can give you more energy. So once you know the benefits, you're more likely to have breakfast. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Now you've just, you've used a really interesting phrase there about bread when you said it's not the devil. And there's something else I know that you say this about, which is sugar. It's not the devil, right? So talk to us about sugar because it's got a bit of a bad reputation. And a lot of people listening to this will be thinking that sugar is their number one enemy when it comes to nutrition, right? Yeah. So first of all, there's just because you have symptoms doesn't mean you have a food intolerance. I am totally against eliminating food for the sake of eliminating it. And just because it worked for one person doesn't mean it worked for others. So yeah, don't eliminate gluten, dairy. So, you know, like don't eliminate anything mm. unless if you've been medically advised, because that actually does more harm than good. Mm. Now, when it comes to sugar as well, sugar doesn't have to be the enemy. It's just about making the right choices. So I believe in the 80-20 rule. And that basically means 80% of the time you do everything healthy. You make the conscious choices. You do what's right. 20% of the time, fine, you're out. Have dessert. Who cares, really? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't punish yourself. Don't feel guilty. If you're going to have something, you might as well enjoy it. And I'll admit, Mm -hmm. I've got a sweet tooth. I Mm -hmm. naturally have a sweet tooth. Me too. (laughs) My year, this is years ago, but I used to sit down with a bag of peanut M&Ms a day and go through them. I don't anymore. And my sweet taste buds have changed, but I still like my chocolate and I'll choose dark chocolate over milk chocolate, mm-hmm. but have a bit of sugar. It sweetens life a bit. It's There's nothing wrong with it. Just don't overdo it. Like don't have yeah. an almond croissant every morning for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but if you are out on a breakfast date morning or something like that, or you're celebrating your anniversary or something, you know, have have sugar for breakfast. That's fine. But everything in moderation. Yeah. 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 And I love from working with you. I know that you really encourage a lot of hope, like if you're going to have something, then home bake it, make it yourself so that you know exactly what's in it. Right. As well, yeah. which I, I really, you know, in my head, I remember when we started working together, it was that shift. That was another shift where I was like, eat more cake, but it was like, eat my own cake. <laughs> yes. Okay. Make you make your own food when possible. Like absolutely yeah. taste nicer as well. And you're exactly. not getting added preservatives and all that, but it's all about the right balance at the end of the day. Don't punish yourselves if you have something sweet. <laughs> yeah. Live the life. Barsha, I could talk to you all day, all day, but let's just, we're going to wrap up with just, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with us, you know, in terms of your clients and also your thoughts, what would you say are the main benefits to making these changes? Well, the main benefit is you have more energy and you Mm. feel better within yourself. The lightness you feel, the mental clarity you get, you know, you lift that, eliminate that brain fog or that Mm. mental fog but just feeling good and happy within yourself, that lightness and not having to worry about when is your next bowel movement or what are you going to do when your afternoon energy dips? But yeah, the benefits, they just, they speak for themselves really. Yeah. Oh. Well, Marcia, thank you so much. Honestly, we could talk all day, couldn't we, Alana? Oh, it's just wonderful to hear. It's just yeah, the, um, the small 
changes that we can make to make such a difference is phenomenal. And I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow myself, Varsha. I look forward to it. But thank you for having me today. I really, really had a great time. Good, good. Well, you're very welcome. And if anyone listening would like some more information on how to work one-to-one or find out a bit more of information on Varsha's work, you can check it out at illuminatedhealth.co.uk. Or dot com. Dot com. com. I think .co.uk is also mine. It does, I think, redirect back. But it is illuminatedhealth.com. Yeah. Dot com. Absolutely. Thank you, Varsha. And also reach out if you've got any questions that you'd like us to pass Varsha's way. Um, She's very open to to receiving your queries. But let us know how you find this session. As always, give us a little review. Give us a follow. Share this podcast with your friends who you may think would find it of benefit. But lots of love from us all for this week. And we'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Realizing Your Dolce Vita with Alana and Nina. Thank you for joining us today. You can continue this journey with us on most social media channels and we will continue this podcast next week. Let us know of any future topics you might like us to cover and we really do welcome feedback. So we're avid learners. Feel free to send us any questions you might have and we'll really hope to answer them. Share, follow and download this podcast as it really does help us grow and help us to share this message with other kindred women. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.